Hey, everybody, Mark Herman, a.k.a. L.A. Bengal fan on most of the major platforms. And I'm joined here, as always, for another episode of Jungle Talk with Sham Snyder from Primetime Sports Talk. Go ahead and tell them where they can find your stuff, Sam. Sure. You can find me on Twitter at buy and sell you. I write for Primetime Sports Talk. Like Mark said, you can find us uh, at Talk Primetime or at primetimesportstalk.com. All right. So we're going to do a schedule show. We're going to talk a little bit about the Ring of Honor. And we're also going to uh, just touch on some Bengal news here just to start. If you don't subscribe, please subscribe. We put up a show every couple of weeks. During the season, we're going to be doing our regular previews and recaps. But uh, during the season, we'll get a show up every couple of weeks. And this is our schedule show. So let's uh, jump right and in. Mark, people, people have to, they have to pay to subscribe. Like well, we ask, no, for, we ask for money. Subscribe. Just subscribe. It's all we ask. So we, please. You don't ask for money? We don't ask for money. We're not asking for money? Just, just. Oh, well, fantastic. Subscribe. Then. There's no excuse and, if you, and if you highlight the little bell, you'll get the alerts when a new video comes up. So, so there you have it. So couple bits of news before we jump into the ring of honor um first i read all these reports that we were considering dd westbrook and i'm like guys there's no chance this team is going to bring this guy has such a checkered past he went he fell in the draft because of all of his issues um there's absolutely no chance we're going to be bringing this guy into our receiver room and for you know and for good reason so just kind of put those to bed um you know, when I yeah, saw the I report, I, mean, I was like, I, why would we bring this cancer into our locker room? Yeah, I don't, I, you know, I wouldn't put it past them to maybe, you know, maybe still pick up uh, an inexpensive veteran somewhere, but I don't think it'll be till like training camp. Um, I think we're, I think we're done signing free agents until we get to camp and see other guys start getting cut from teams before we think about something like that. But I agree, even if we were going to, uh, Didi Restbook ain't the guy. No, no, exactly. And then, um, you know, Nelson, the, the, the defensive back over on uh, Pittsburgh, who's a free agent, I know that Mike Hilton has been trying to talk to him. You know, I wouldn't mind bringing him in for some, you know, cornerback depth. And I always like to, to, to rob, you know, the Steelers of, of their players. So anything we can do to weaken it, it's like a double-edged sword. You know, you get to weaken an opponent and, and bolster your team. I'm all game. I just love the fact that Mike Hilton has been like our biggest ambassador since so so he's trying he has to play a snap for us and he helped recruit reef <laughs> it's so weird i you know it's it's i think it's uh that's an interesting one because reportedly uh and i don't know if his agent's the one putting out the report um they said there's 14 teams interested in this guy um which is that's almost half the league right um, right and i mean i know that everybody could use an extra cornerback but still um but even if it's half that, if it's seven teams, that's still a lot. And, you know, I think he's, you know, he's holding out for the right fit, which means he probably wants a multi-year deal, um, whether it's really expensive or not. It's not going to be really expensive. But, you know, my feeling is for somebody like that, we've already got a ton of cornerbacks. For somebody like that, he's 28 years old. Um, that's not necessarily old, but that's not young for a cornerback either. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I kind of go back and forth. I figure if he's got that many teams interested, we're probably not in the running because we're going to offer him like oh, a, year for, that much. a year oh. for 4 million. And he's going to be like, no, I want three years. And we're going to be like, kick rocks, buddy. <laughs> yeah, no. So, um, oh, and people- also here's the other thing. And I could be mistaken about this. They can, anybody can feel free to tell me in the, in the comments, if I am wrong, I am pretty sure that Nelson is the one that called Joe Burrow trash last year. 
And if he is, then screw that guy. Don't want him. Well, if he said that and Burrow kind of irons things out, like again, once again, if Joe's okay with it, I'm okay with it. So, right. so um, I just like, the, I just like holding grudges. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I, especially yeah, against Steelers. You do not have to tell me uh, Steelers. I mean, I, I still blame the NFL for robbing us of the 2015 playoff game, but mm-hmm. you know, not calling Joey Porter for the offsetting penalty and just, so I'll never, I'll never, ever forget that. And I will never, right. ever forgive or forget for Carson Palmer's knee. So, right. um, so yeah, you can talk about grudges. Yeah, so. seriously. We've yeah, got plenty of them. I got my vapor. I went with the, uh, I went with the new orange because I had bought the rookie color rush and black Jersey. So I went orange Jersey here. So this is the first episode with the new vapor Jersey. And Sam, you look like we're having internet issues because you're frozen. There you are. You back? I I guess so. You you froze for a while there. So did you? So. Uh, hold on. It is. It, I did just get a thing that says my interconnection internet connection yeah. is unstable. So technology is great when it works. Everybody, I always say that. So, but all right. Well, let's just jump back in. The other comment I wanted to make because your internet's back. The other comment I wanted to make was. I wanted to point out to everybody how smart the Ravens front office is, okay? And I, and I really appreciate this because the reason why they signed Villanueva after the draft was because they cheated the Steelers out of the compensatory pick. It right. had new rules for the compensatory pick kicked in after the draft, and by waiting to sign him, they assured that the Steelers would not be eligible for a compensatory pick um, for Villanueva. Hey, hey, shout out to the Baltimore Ravens front <laughs> office because that was calculated. It was brilliant. And uh, I love that you did that. So it's almost, it's almost cruel. I love it. I, like I said, when I read that, I was like, that's genius. That's exactly, that's knowing the rules and playing by the rules. And just, so I got, I had to, I had to point that out. I'm not sure how many people are, were aware of that fact that there will be no compensatory pick. We're actually sitting here with Lawson and uh, and William Jackson. We're looking pretty good for a compensatory pick because they were both mm-hmm. signed before the draft. So, I mean, we could wind up with a third or fourth rounder for each of them. We'll see how they get divvied out. And I know there's a formula and all this stuff, but we're actually looking pretty good for at least one compensatory pick, a third or fourth rounder, I think. So it'll depend. I did read something about we could get hosed by um, John Ross if he actually performs too well he could hurt the compensatory compensation for Lawson and but but um I have a feeling the Giants are going to find out exactly what we know and that's what are the, the chances guy, of that guy's made of glass he can't run routes and he can't catch the ball all he is is fast so let him go out for the Olympics or something if he's that fast I don't know that he's that fast so let's get in let's jump into the ring of honor oh hey I wanted to mention one other thing I'm oh, sorry to cut you off uh, the one other thing was um, uh, the Bengals did, in fact, uh, give Christian Covington his walking papers. Um, you know, I, I I harped on it all last year that, you know, he was just out there because he was what we had left, uh, basically. Right. Um, but, you know, you know, I think he, he knew where he where he stood and everything and still went out and gave it his all uh, in the times that he was starting last season. So. You know what? I think he did a great job as a Bengal, you know, being thrust into that situation. So, I mean, I'm not sorry to see him go from a talent standpoint. It's not like I was like, oh, no, we got to keep Christian Covington. Um, but that was kind of one of those where you're like, ah, man, good job, dude. 
didn't he sign on the Chargers? Is that the team that signed him? Uh, I don't even know. I, it's on my Twitter feed. If you want to go look, I tweeted out when Covington signed, but I memory serves. I think it's the Chargers, but I'm not. Gotcha. You can put it in the comments if I'm right or wrong. So let's jump into the ring of honor. We know that Paul Brown and Anthony Munoz were auto, already put in on the first one. Um, and we have our candidates that they're going to be taking two names from. Um, you want to read them the list that you got? or Sure. I'll, I'll run them off real quick because there's a bunch of them. But um, uh, like you said, obviously, Paul Brown and Munoz are already in. Then you've got Kenny Anderson, Willie Anderson, Jim Breach, James Brooks, Chris Collinsworth, Isaac Curtis, Corey Dillon, Boomer Esiason, David Fulcher, Ocho Cinco, Tim Crumry, Dave Lapham, Max Montoya, Lamar Parrish, Ken Riley, Bob Trumpy, and Reggie Williams. That is the list of which they are going to bring in two more this year to add to Paul Brown and Anthony Munoz. All right. My opinion, this is my opinion, I think you take the two Kennys. I think they are the most, they should already be in the Hall of Fame. So Kenny Riley is, it's, I've been yelling for years about getting him in when he was alive. Now he's not alive, but everybody above him and like half of the group, but five players below him on the lifetime interception list is in the Hall of Fame and he's not in the Hall of Fame. You can watch prior episodes. I, this is an absolute travesty. I know the Bengals are to blame for not promoting their own players as much, but I think Kenny Riley um, you got Woodson going in this year, who's below him on the lifetime interception list. And you have tied. To Kenny tied, did but... it when it was a 14-game season, and nobody passed the ball as much as they did. And yet right. he was still the ball hawk. So it's just to me. So Kenny Riley, Kenny Anderson, to me, those are the next two that go in. I, I want to see Montoya in. I want to see Willie Anderson in. I mean, there's a lot of people I want to see get in, but those are those would be my two. What about you? Well. Let's let's make no mistake about it, whether it's I, I think in the future, they're either going to do three or four guys per year. I don't know right. if there's going to be some sort of, um, uh, you know, if you get a certain percentage, then you can get in. Um, I don't think they would do that because then they'd have a year where like one dude got in and right. other people didn't. So I think it's going to be like three a year. Make no mistake about it. This whole list is going to eventually be in the ring of honor if they right. keep doing it year after year after year. There's nobody on this list that doesn't deserve to be there. Agreed. Um, which, which is why they put out such a huge list to begin with. Um, but I agree with you. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned, uh, you know, with Riley uh, and his 65 picks. And, um, and like you said, uh, and he is my pick as well, as is Kenny Anderson. So we agree completely on that. Wow. Okay. We didn't even um, discuss that before. So hundred percent, hundred percent. And, um, you know, it's funny that you said, you know, that was in a time when they weren't even passing as much. He was still able to rack up that many picks in 15 seasons. Um, he only missed uh, 10 games out of 215 due to injury during mm -hmm. that career. Um, which is pretty impressive. And when people aren't uh, throwing the ball as much, what are they doing? They're running the ball. Well, guess what stat was not tracked when Kenny Riley played football? Tackles. Right. They didn't track them. They didn't track tackles. They didn't track sacks. Right. I guarantee you he had a ton of them, a ton. Right. Yeah. But I agree for the same reason that you said, they should both be in the Hall of Fame. They're not because they're Bengals. Right. Um, so, you know, they, they absolutely should be the first people to go in on the Ring of Honor with Paul and Munoz. Yeah, I agree. All right. So uh, that's our coverage of the Ring of Honor. I think what we're going to wind up doing is they'll probably wind up putting in a couple people and they'll have somebody, you know, from the from the older era. 
So that way, like this year, you could have brought in um, those two guys and Dave Lapham, or you could have brought somebody in, you know, like that or Trumpy. So I think right. we'll see, you know, that way you can bring in Boomer and and Montoya and bring in Lapham or Trumpy as you know, and so they'll do something like you, that. You know, what's interesting is also, um, you know, a, a percentage of the I think it's just a, a percentage and not 100 um, percent is season ticket holders get to vote. They all get to vote. Right. Um, and it's weighted um, in the direction of whether you've had season tickets longer. Therefore, a guy that's had season tickets for 25, 30 years gets um, his vote counted better than a guy that's only had season tickets for two years. So let's go again. Kenny Anderson, Kenny Riley. Yes. The old guard that's had season tickets since I was a wee one um are they're gonna vote right for those guys immediately they're gonna be like these guys yeah. are the, these yeah. are the guys that i liked watching and that's when we were successful it should be that way it's more almost like cumulative voting stock and stuff so yeah you know i like yeah. the way they're doing that no that's good so all right well let's go the next thing we want to cover is um and was there anything else you want to say on ring of honor or we're good no i think i'm good yeah okay so let's go in the schedule was announced um you know, uh, we'll go over it. I hate we're gonna we're gonna make predictions on the final record and all that, but I want to preface this by saying this is just like you know we're talking about the draft in December. You know, it's like uh, you know we don't know if Aaron Rodgers in Week Five is going to be playing. We don't know who the quarterback for the Niners is going to be. We haven't even gone through training camp. We have no idea who's going to be quarterbacking the Bears when we see them. There's the, yeah, there's so three many. there's three quarterbacks in Chicago. Like right. what? I mean, I I want it for you know uh, my my buddy made this point the other day. He he wants Andy Dalton to play, not because he wants to beat Andy Dalton, but just for sentimental reasons, because right. he likes Andy Dalton and he'd love to see him play against us, um, you know, and so uh, and I agree with that. But again, yeah, in Chicago, there's three quarterbacks. I mean, well, who's it going to be? Is, no. is is Justin Fields? Ah, uh, Justin Fields. Right. Is he gonna? Uh, is he, <laughs> I got it right for once. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is he gonna? You know, uh, somehow blow the roof off the place in in uh, Chicago okay. training camp and all of a sudden become the starter? He could. He could. Who knows? Russell Wilson did. Yeah. I mean, I mean they went he, ahead and they signed. I can't remember his name. He was the free agent from Green Bay, and he was the 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 starter. I mean, they paid him a ton of money. They drafted well, Russell Wilson as a rookie, and he actually won the job in training camp. And the other uh, guy, uh, never, Matt, uh, uh, Matt Flynn, Matt Flynn, he was like, he was the big free agent acquisition. Russell Wilson was just a, a I think they drafted Russell Wilson in like the third round. He was just, uh, you know, the, the going to be the, the, the developmental quarterback. He ends up winning in camp. Carol goes, Hey, you're in. And if and I'm we'll, not, mis if I'm not mistaken, Matt Flynn went to Seattle, Russell got the job and, and they cut Flynn with a ton of guaranteed money on his contract. And he was still making money from them when he signed with the Raiders. So now he's double dipping. Right. And then eventually the Raiders cut him. And I think still today he's collecting from both of those teams. That's, it's uh, like the whole Bobby Bonilla effect, but in football. Yeah. Um, like he's still making money. And all he did was start like a, a season and a half. Yeah. Well, now you know why they have offset language. So right. it'll, it'll offset and your other team won't be paying as much. 
Um, right. And and why why certain players will fight the offset language? Right. Hey, you cut me. I want to get all that money and then some. So, but yeah, well, no, right. he, was a, he was a big signing for them, and um, yeah. so we'll see. You know, like I said, um, Fields might start. We don't know, but it's when we're making these predictions on the record, we have to we have to preface that by saying, hey. We don't know who we're going to be facing, especially the second half of the year. We're playing the Chiefs second to the last week of the season. We don't know if the game's going to mean anything to the Chiefs. Right. Right. You know, Mahomes might play the first half and not play the rest. You know, they might spell him. You just don't know. And injuries are a big part, too. We haven't even talked about that. But my initial thing, first of all, was the reunion. We have reunion games the first two weeks. If Andy Dalton plays or if Fields plays, we're still got you know, he's Ohio state boy. And if not, we've got Andy Dalton and obviously Zimmer starts our year out coming back to Cincinnati to play. So we have the reunion theme for the first couple of weeks. And, um, and the other thing I caught was we have an opportunity here to really start the year out. Okay. I mean, I'm looking and there's, there's four or five winnable games in the first group in the first nine. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we could literally be at our bye week at worst, if we if we win the games, then I'll say that I think are must wins for those. Um, we could be four, five, and five and four at worst going into our bye week, which is nice. It's in week ten. I was happy about that too. What were your mm-hmm. initial thoughts on the first half of the schedule? Uh, well, you know, it's funny because when I did it, I I kind of broke it down into quadrants uh, because of of kind of the trend I was seeing as far as the way they scheduled us. Um, so I broke it down into the first four, the next five, the bye week, and then four and four. Okay. Um, but, but I agree with you, um, you know, in that first four quadrant, like you said, there's winnable games there. Um, I think three and one is a real possibility. Oh, absolutely. Um, I had us for two and two. The must wins I have are Jacksonville, which I think will win that game. That's mm-hmm. our Thursday night game. And the other one I have is I think we'll beat the Vikings on opening day. I do believe that the Viking defense was porous. I do think that they did draft and sign stuff in free agency, but I do think there was a soft defense and I think we could take advantage of that week one. And all this, I also have to say, this is all preface that Burroughs under center and not Brandon Allen. Brandon Allen starts the season and it's a completely different start, but let's go under the assumption. Let's be optimistic. Let's go under the assumption that Burroughs healthy starting week one. I really think that those we, we win Minnesota, Jacksonville, and we could win Chicago or Pittsburgh. I mean, we could easily be one of those two be three and one. So, yeah, I've I, I've got I've got many uh, the Bears in Jacksonville, all as wins and Steelers as a loss. But again, when you do this, it's you know, you guys know how it is. You just kind of go down the list and you do your knee jerk reaction. And then right. when it gets real close to the season and you know what everybody's personnel is, you go back and take a much longer look at it and say, OK, realistically, Right. Um, but even then you've gotten so excited about um, seeing all the highlights from training camp and reading all the articles that you're convinced that your team's going straight to the Super Bowl at that point. Everybody, everybody's <laughs> owing out to start the season. Everybody's got a shot. So right. we're all Super Bowl contenders week one. So, right. but yeah, I, and I always will say, well, let's win one of these two because you're going to get a good call or a bad call. You're going to have, something's going to happen, but yeah, I had, you know, two and two, Minnesota and Jacksonville, and then winning one of the two. The Steelers, we don't know what we're going to have against the Steelers until we see how their offensive line. Their offensive line was decimated, okay? So, I mean, right now, you we were talking about this. R- rookie and B.J. Finney is their center. Well, that's not pouncy. Right. <laughs> you know, that's a, right. Finney couldn't even, c- couldn't even make a backup on our team. 
we let him well, go. And you got, you know, it's not like large Ben can really um, run, you know, out of the pocket like he used to, you know what I mean? Right. I understand that sometimes he's still kind of hard to take down, but um, he's far from elusive. I mean, that's, that's like, um, you know, not walking into a Metro that's parked in front of you. Right. No, <laughs> he's a big guy, but yeah, it's not fleet of foot. It's not, it's not something he is. So exactly. So he's going to be there. You just got to get into the backfield and get to him. Yeah. Well, let's look at the next five games since you broke them down that way. Like mm -hmm. I said, I think Detroit and the Jets are winnable games there. Those are, I put those down as must win games. I, I truly believe we're going to get to five and four or better at the break. We have to win. Um, you know, that those two games um, at Baltimore is going to be tough. We don't know what we're going to have. We don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Packer or not. If Aaron Rodgers is not a Packer, that becomes a very winnable game. The, the, the Packers become a very, very ordinary team if they lose Aaron Rodgers. It's right. plain and simple. And the fact that they signed Blaine Bor Blake Bortles today, if you're a Packer fan, you have to not be feeling good. I mean, you have to be saying if this thing doesn't play out well, I mean, you're looking at Jordan Love maybe starting and Bortles as the backup. That is not Aaron Rodgers. No, yeah, it's that's that's not good. But at the same time, I think it's I I, I think I think Rodgers is going to be there. Let's not forget that Rodgers pulls something like this every year. He complains right. about something every. This is like like clockwork. Every year, Rodgers is unhappy. Rodgers doesn't want to be here. And every year he's out there week one. I think he's still going to be there personally. Right. Um, but the, the Bortles thing is interesting because, um, you know, most of these teams bring in an extra camp body anyway, whether they're going to make the team uh, or, or not. And I think at this point, whether, uh, you know, even if they assume that Rodgers is staying, I think they do assume that Rodgers doesn't want to have anything to do with teaching Jordan Love anything. So they were like, we better get another veteran in here that can show this kid the ropes and actually talk to him and look at some film and some pictures with him and tell him, you know, what he's doing. Because some quarterbacks, you didn't have to be a great quarterback on the field to know exactly what you were looking at. Right. Um, so I suspect that that's really why they brought him in, not because they think, um, you know, he's he he might be the key here. I don't know that Bortles is, but I don't know. I don't know. Quarterback. I, I just I, I, mean, I didn't I even know, know Bortles was was not retired. I thought he was done. I like I said, I just don't know that Bortles is somebody that's your that's your educational quarterback. I mean, I don't know. Well, and again and again, this is what I say. You know, sometimes you can stink on the field, but you can know exactly how to talk to a guy about coverages. And it's just that you don't, you don't have the talent that, that, that right. other quarterbacks have, but your ability to go through, to see progressions and see what this guy's going to do. And that guy's going to do and break down tape. You know, a lot of guys are able to do that. Mark Sanchez does it well. Right. Well, maybe, well, maybe the guys, I think the most important thing you can pass is the work ethic. Because when you talk to like Mahomes, he talks about how Alex Smith, really taught him the work ethic you're, yeah. you're the first one in the last to leave you know that's stuff that you want them learning is good habits so i could just you know, maybe morals had good habits i don't know I, was never I could hear that i could hear that conversation between uh between Bortles and love where <laughs> Bortles says you know because i didn't have as much talent as some of the other guys i had to be the first one in the building and the last one out the door and spend extra time on tape and love say and that helped you a lot huh and Bortles say well no but uh, I, I, yeah, did well, it. I did it though <laughs> now you know alex smith like i said everybody who's 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 He's mentored has talked about how great 
you know, and selfless he's been. So right. maybe, maybe he's got that. Although Alex Smith had street cred. I mean, he got teams to the playoffs. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, he got two different teams to the playoffs. So you got to, you know, he's got a little more street cred. Although Bortles did have that one year, but it was all because of that defense. It's the that defense. Not, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was not the, and they had that great game against the Steelers. So, you know, he'll always like yeah, that. That was, that was an enjoyable game for all of, all of us. I love watch. going back to that game. Yeah. I've got in that, in that section of the five, um, I, you know, you can already tell, I'm going to say it's a loss to the Packers because I just said that I think right. Rogers will be there. Well, I think you have to make that assumption <laughs> and then we'll see. Um, I, th- I think we beat Detroit. Um, you know, if, if we can even come close to stopping DeAndre Swift, um, th- there's nobody to throw to. They don't have they don't have any wide receivers. And they have so Goff. I, Goff needs everything perfect. So he's a very yeah. vulnerable quarterback. You know, the, the Rams unloading him, that was just a major trade up for the Rams. And yeah, and, yeah. and they, got, they got rid of Goff, who was never McVay's guy. That was that was that was Fisher's guy. So I do have I do have one flip flop surprise, and it kind of goes to uh, you're you're speaking of one or the other, and that is um, I, I assume we get killed at Baltimore, right? Um, you know they're still good, and Lamar Jackson is just we're not going to be able to stop him until we finally can stop him, if that makes any sense. But no, um, so I so I expect us to 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 come out um, against the Jets thinking well this is going to be way easier and we're going to let the jets sneak up on us and steal a win but then with those two straight losses i say the home game against the browns we take it to the browns okay see and i have yeah i had that's my my little kind of mini surprise and that's how my brain works and it's okay i like looking at it and say okay we just need to win one of these two because yeah get the breaks in one game we won't get the breaks in the other we'll catch one team maybe weather plays an issue maybe an injury plays an issue so I always kind of look at things. So yeah, between the Jets and Browns, we win one of those two. So you have us basically at five and four. Is that where you've got us? I do. I have, I have it at five yeah. and four at the bye. Right. That's what I have us at. Um, I also want to point out, even though we, we may be facing Rodgers in week five, at least we'll have the long week to prepare because it's after the Thursday night game. That's so, true. I didn't, really, I, didn't really, I didn't really think about out. that. I read, you know, that the Patriots are facing like three or four teams off their bye weeks, which uh-huh. is unfortunate because it's just a calendar thing. But, you know, you the last thing you want is to keep facing teams that have two weeks to prepare for you. And right. So so I did. Uh, we And we had that a couple of times where we seemed to catch teams. You know, we were the get right team and we caught teams off by weeks and and all right. the long weeks. All right. Week 11 is a great week. You know why? Because the game's in Vegas and I'm going to try to go to it. So the 45 minute plane flight for me, I can fly up, see the game. I've already reached out to a couple friends that have Raider season tickets that, hey, you want to off these tickets? I, I plan, I'm going to be buying tickets, so I can buy yours or I can buy someone else's. But for me, I plan on being at the Vegas game. You would have been going with me, but now you're back in Cincinnati, so I don't know if you're well. Going to from- here's the thing. Here's the thing, Mark. I think I'm going to go to the Vegas game too. Okay, that's so you know- the, my plan is to fly out because I've still got a credit at Bally's for three nights stay. So I think I might, because uh, it was right at the beginning of the whole COVID thing. We scheduled right. this for the middle of the summer, and I got a credit. It's just sitting around. Um, and uh, so a buddy of mine are talking about whether we can make it happen. It's right before Thanksgiving, which is kind of a pain in the butt to be flying across the country. Um, but I, I've been looking forward to going to uh, this Vegas game for the last couple of years. I didn't know I'd be doing it from Cincinnati, but that's my plan. Yeah, well, I planned on, we, we had the, I was going to be at the draft. I had a hotel room booked at the Flamingo. 
Um, everything, if you don't know Las Vegas, the corners they picked, they had Valleys. Valleys is on one corner. Caesars is on another. And the Flamingo's over here. Well, the Flamingo was owned by Caesars. And then the draft stage was going to be in the fountains at Valleys. Why had a room at the Flamingo? And then the entire NFL experience was supposed to be in the Flamingo parking lot. So I literally would have just Ubered. I wouldn't have had to go anywhere. I was right. at the corner. And then obviously the pandemic hit. The draft got moved into, into the basement of the commissioner. And everything became virtual. Right. So this will be the long-awaited run to Vegas. And I'm really, well, and this is, this is what myself and Hep, and, and I expect there to be um, plenty of people from the Bengals West crew will be going. I've already heard from several that are planning on putting something together and, and going out there. Um, you know, not like a bus trip, like we've done before, but uh, you know, at least meeting up when they get out there. But I was talking to my buddy and um, uh, he lives in Seattle now, but he was part of the Bengals West crew as well. And I was like, you know, I looked it up and I was like, you know, if we use this credit at Bally's um, Raider Stadium is a mile and a half away and you can gamble for the first three quarters of that mile, like just walking oh, yeah. walk up the strip and dip into places and, you know, have a, have a drink, you know, grab play some a couple hands and keep walking. Yeah. Play a couple <laughs> hands. Let's go to the next place. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I look forward to making it happen. I, I can't say I'm 100% certain. I got to make sure it's all good with the, uh, the family and everybody here, but, um, but that's my plan and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. No and, other. and, and we're going to win that game. That's right. Oh yeah. I have a staff for a win there. Now I want to point out to everybody, if you go, there is a Twitter feed account for jungle talk. I just set it up just to squat on the name because I, I haven't decided what I'm going to do with it. But once we named this, I, I grabbed, you know, a Facebook page, all that. And it might be on the Jungle Talk Facebook page as well. You will see the group photo of us as the banner in the background. That was what that was our party bus. We're in front of the party bus. All of us mm. beat the Chargers that year. Um, unfortunately, lost a meaningful game in the playoffs. But we did win that game, and you could see a picture of the whole Bengals West crew. There was like 50 of us um, right there. So just as a side note, if you want to see the group, Jungle Talk Twitter account or Jungle Talk Facebook page, and I know that the the group photo after the game of the banner is there. So Well, you must know somebody pretty cool to put that together. It was you, and that was one of the first times. Where, yeah, what? This guy, this guy had just met me at Bengals West and basically let me take three seats on the bus you let me bring my son and a friend of mine and um and that's where we that's where our friendship really took off so I and, thought, and look at cool. and yeah. look at us now and look at us now we're, we're sitting here zooming away but but yeah no that was the, that was that bus trip was uh, was the the way to go to a game that was amazing so it was epic well the so following after that, we come back to Pittsburgh. So now that's our home game against Pittsburgh. And once again, we don't even know if Roethlisberger is going to be a quarterback. I mean, if this team, you know, starts out, I really don't think they're going, I don't think they're lying. They're going to be able to run the ball. They didn't do a lot for their O-line, which they needed to do. They got a running back, but if you don't open up holes, I mean, what has Mixon done since our line's been terrible? So, and you know, and, 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 and Najee is, I, I don't, I don't want to knock him too hard, but um he certainly wasn't worth being the first running back off the board. Um, I, I don't know. That was kind of a head scratching, head scratching. Oh, yeah. pick of, for all, me. of all the first round picks, the reach for Leatherwood, although the Raiders say they really liked him and that was their guy. And so like, listen, we, 
we we traded back because you know Jonathan Carmen was our guy. So yeah. if you have guys on your board, you're going to be in love with. But the biggest one, yeah, that one was one of the head scratching picks where you just were like, you're not going to draft an offensive lineman. You know, Villain right. the Wave is gone. You know, Pouncey retired. You know, you go through the and so, but they didn't and. And I just don't think, I don't know. I mean, barring somebody emerging that we don't know about, I really think Pittsburgh has got a serious shot of being the seller dweller in our division. Yeah, was, that's, that's my prediction going in. I'm not trying to be a hater. I'm just being realistic. I think we improved our line and they didn't. And I think we've got better skill position players. I mean, I can go through the whole list of why I think we're going to be better than Pittsburgh. And I think Pittsburgh's going to be the seller dweller in our division. So that yeah, game, I, I don't know if Ben's going to be playing quarterback. Yeah, I, I I had us losing in the first, you know, third, like like I said, quadrant um, at the Steelers because I don't know that we're going to be ready just to march into Heinz Field and win a game there. Right. Um, but I think when we get them at home, um, I, I I can see us taking that win. And in this one, I've got us going two and two. Um, I really, I probably the biggest game on this list that I went back and forth on was the Chargers. Um, I couldn't quite decide because I think we have a better team. Um, but if, if Herbert is playing anything like he did last year, I don't know if we can slow him down. Um, yeah. because I had know, a, once again, I grouped them together. I had us, you know, winning in Vegas. Um, and then I had us beating Pittsburgh and I had, a, there was a possibility that we could lose the next two. I mean, if that's what I had the Niners. So, and, and I always worry about Shanahan because he's a great coach. Think about how many games they didn't even deserve to be in last year, that they were right. not only competitive, but they won because Shanahan was had a coach. So and, I really worry about the, the Niners. And they had very, very possibly the most, the most players I've ever seen get injured last year. Oh, not I, necessarily, was, not necessarily full season IR, but they just were always missing a bunch of dudes. Um, that San Francisco team is way better than people think it is. Oh yeah, um, no, no, no. Because they, did, why, they didn't lose. They didn't lose a whole lot of people. Um, they got a whole bunch of people coming back from injury. They're going to be dangerous. No, and and I'm glad they're not in our division. But as yep. far as playing them, I I seriously I had that as a loss, and I had the Chargers as a loss. So me too. So I had the exact same. Yeah. So I've got us for two and two there also. Okay. The last four, it's a tough finish here. When you look at the defense, we don't know Denver, I think is a very winnable game, but we don't know who their quarterback's going to be. If it's Bridgewater or Locke, I think we win that game. Their defense is very good, but I think we can win that game. Um, Baltimore. I like to think we can beat Baltimore just because we, uh, um, I always have a split whenever I'm doing my, my predictions, I always say, okay, we're going to split with our team. I never say we're going to get swept by, uh, by our opponents. So I do think, uh, but Baltimore is always going to be tough. And then the Chiefs, um, I don't think we beat the Chiefs. If they need to win that game, I don't think we're beating the Chiefs, even though it's in our building. I don't think I'm not sure. I'm not sure that we beat the Chiefs, even if they don't have to win that game. Right. So, yeah, I just, you know. I mean, you saw the, the couple games that Mahomes uh, missed last year. They, it's, they still they didn't, they didn't look that bad <laughs> just, I mean? we're a rich team Andy Reid is an unbelievable coach you know mm -hmm. whenever you see a coach fired I'm going to remind everybody that that the Eagles fired Andy Reid he was literally out of work like 36 hours I mm -hmm. mean he met with Lamar Hunt they, they must have the, the, the Hunt family and boom it was he was signed within 48 hours they had already made the announcement it was like and when that happens you just kind of go maybe we shouldn't have fired this guy you know, it's just, 
how many times he took Donovan McNabb and made him a playoff quarterback. Donovan McNabb couldn't win a game for Washington, for Minnesota. I mean, he tried to catch on. That was Andy Reid. That was the reason. Why oh, I know. I mean, I, I, that was, I, I lived in Philadelphia during that heyday, during the McNabb and Deuce Staley and the McNabb and Westbrook. I was living in Philly and having a great time. I'm, I've loved Andy Reid ever since. No, they, they didn't appreciate him. And like I said, when you're, when you fire somebody and he's literally out of work of just two days and then, and then he's done, obviously wasn't, gives you wasn't Andy Reid wasn't the reason the Eagles didn't win a Super Bowl, Right. So, but um, yeah, the chiefs and then at Cleveland, that's just, you know, if we, if we win, if we, if we win the, the home game, we'll probably lose one. I see a split with the Browns. They always play us tough. Um, you know, so, so what do you have our final record at? Um, I've got, well, let me, I'll, I'll go ahead and just and piggyback on what you said. I've got a win on Denver. I've got three straight losses afterwards. I do expect to get swept by Baltimore. Okay. Um, I do expect to split split with the Browns because I think they're going to need that game. Um, whether it's for playoff seeding. Um, I don't think, you know, it's not like they're going to win the division over Baltimore, but, uh, whether it's playoff seeding or maybe even just getting into the playoffs, Browns are going to need it. So they're going to fight tooth and nail. I don't think we can beat KC even without Mahomes. Um, so if you tally up what I've got, I've got eight and nine. Typically, whenever I do this, I take one win off and move it to the loss column because I'm usually overly optimistic. Right. Um, so I'm going to call us seven and 10. See, and I was going to do the same thing. I have us at nine and eight. Okay. But then again, I would take one off and be eight and nine. So yeah. I think if we have an eight or nine win season, I think it's middle of the pack. If things go right for us and, and, and we're not wanting these records, I would love for us to be 10 and seven, 11 and six, you know, that kind of thing. I would love for that to happen. Um, but realistically, we're talking, you know, we're being real here. I see eight, nine, nine and eight. And I think that would be a successful year. I think we really would see, um, you know, I think that would be a major step in the right direction. I, yeah. And, and actually, and even if I'm right in taking one win off and moving it, um, you know, based on what we did the last two years uh, and of course, you know, this is the other problem with doing this is this is all barring injury. You know, right. you're, oh, looking yeah. at these, you're looking at these games and you're trying to pick a winner not realizing that so-and-so is going to go down for the season or that's right. the time when this guy had a groin strain or, you know, so on and so have you. So yeah, we catch uh, the but, Chargers when Herbert's not playing. And, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yes, exactly. It's one of those. Yeah, of but I, I, I would be playing. Yeah, but I would be based on, you know, based on the last two seasons records, um, the injuries we had and the way that we played and, um, you know, and losing Burrow too, because I don't think we do nearly as badly if we had Burrow for the whole season last year. Right. Um, I If we had a seven win season this year, I'd be okay with that. If we had an eight win season, I'd be pretty happy about it. If we had a nine win season, I'd be ecstatic if we were over 500. I, I do think, I mean, not that there is it. 500 anymore, but yeah, no, um, the, yeah, there's unless, like, you, yeah. unless you tie somebody. <laughs> yeah. Well, who knows? We'll Leave it, it to us. Leave it. We'll, we'll figure out a way. We could be eight, eight, and one. We'll, we'll, fig we'll figure, figure out, out a way. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll snatch the tie. Well, I don't see, I don't see, I don't see the Eagles on this schedule though. No, so no, so be, maybe <laughs> that seems to be the team we tie. So, but uh, yeah, like I said, we don't know how things are going to play out. We just, you don't know, like I said, it doesn't even have to be Herbert. Her, Herbert can be playing, and two key linemen could be out. They're not able to run the ball. We win a close game. You just don't know um, how this plays out. I do think there's a good shot 
for us to get nine wins. I'm being mm -hmm. the optimist here. Um, and then now all of a sudden we're talking about one more win and maybe you're on the bubble, you know, with the expanded playoffs and the, uh, and the extra game, you know, maybe that, that, that 10 and seven gets you in. You don't know. You don't know. So. No, I, I, I agree with you, uh, especially on the AFC side. Um, I think uh, on, on the NFC side, I don't, I don't know the 10 wins, a 10, probably the, the last team to get in is probably going to have 10 unless a division winner um, is particularly low. Well, yeah. But the AFC, but the AFC side's pretty open. Um, it's pretty open because there's you've in, in, in a lot of the divisions, you've got like somebody really good, somebody just okay. And then like two crap teams, right. you know what I mean? So I, you know, any, I think anything could happen on the AFC side and the NFC side. I think I could pick the playoffs right now. Right. Um, well, and the other thing I want to remind everybody, cause I've seen a lot of this on, on Facebook and Twitter is people complaining about our lack of primetime games because I don't want primetime games. The players don't like primetime games. It screws with their schedule. They're used to routines and everything, and they're not a big fan of it. I would just as soon fly under the radar. I don't care if we get flexed. Okay. Typically, they would flat, we would we would get a Monday night with Pittsburgh. Now I know we won the game last year, but that was the exception. How many times do we sit at five line and 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 just get killed? Yeah, and I'd sit yeah. there watching Huber getting his jaw broke. Uh, and no flag. I mean, it was just typical. And so I'm not a big fan. I'm happy we only have the Thursday night. I don't care if we don't get flexed in. Um, I just don't. I, I just don't particularly care. I mean, frankly, it screws with my schedule too. I but like I right. like I'm used to when we play like a, a Monday night game. Sure, prime time's all fun and good. But you sit there and tell me that on on Sunday you're not like. What do you do? Like waiting for an extra day because you're like, oh, just start the game. Well, now, and just think about this. We used to do the show after Monday night games. We would do it. We would be doing it at nine o'clock or nine 30. You're going to be, right. a, it'll be nine 30 for me. It right. Be it'll, be, it'll be a fucking 12 o'clock in the morning and I'll be sitting down in the basement screaming. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, like I said, but guys, stop complaining. If we were meant to be flexed in, we'll be flexed in. There are some matchups that could be key. You know, you never know the charger, the Herbert, because we did play the chargers, but it was Tyrod Taylor. So yeah. Herbert and Burrow didn't play. And that's the game with, with the pass interference that took away Burrow's, uh, you know, could have had our first comeback win just in week one. So, well, um, and, uh, and uh, Randy, Randy shanked a field goal. And Randy shanked the field goal for the tie. And that was it. That right. Randy's gone. So that's, we've got that to look forward to. Um, yep. And um, the last thing is I want to touch on, since we're talking about the schedule, is this is, in my opinion, this is the make or break year for Zach. He doesn't have to get us to the playoffs, but if we don't have that seven, eight, nine win season, I seriously think he, he's in jeopardy. I mean, this is yeah, this, I, 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 this I, is now I, year three. You've gotten the keys to the car. You've got to do what you want. We've got the new culture. You've got all that stuff. And I just think this is a very, very important year for Zach King. So. I agree. And the guys that he didn't want here are not here anymore. And the guys I, that didn't want to be here are not here anymore. Um, and actually, you know, one of the guys we both know on Twitter, um, who is also overly optimistic, like we often are, um, you know, made it a point in um, one of the interviews he listened to where they said, listen, instead of just going after a really talented guy here in free agency and in the draft, um, they said, if it's really close, we're going with the guy whose motor never stops. 
Right. Um, you know what I mean? Not, not we're taking a less talented guy because he works harder. I'm not saying that. I'm just, just saying if it's close in talent, they want the guy that doesn't quit. And, uh, and I like that. So hopefully we won't have any quitters on our team. Uh, it seems like Zach has gotten rid of the people that he thought were uh, or were loafing around. So I agree with you. It's the third year. Uh, he's got the keys. He's gotten everything he's wanted. I think for the most part thus far, obviously we can't yes. hear behind the door, but, um, but yeah, I think, I think he's got to have at least seven wins to keep his job. Yeah. And I think with Frank Pollock coming in, I really, really, be, you got to remember Bobby Hart, Redmond, those guys were all there when Pollock was coaching the team. Mixon led the league in rushing. Pollock yeah. leaves, Turner comes in and all of a sudden we have two years of the worst line in football. So we right. have Pollock back in the building. Redmond I saw is, is a, uh, what was visiting new england today so i was like well good luck you know you can have alex the human penalty flag i called him on twitter you can check right. it out um i will never forget watching driscoll rushing in for a touchdown i was in that end zone in carson at the charger game watching him score then having them say oh he lunged forward so his progress was outside the line so we had a third down right, literally kissing the goal line. Yeah, and Redmond has the false start. Now, all of a sudden, we're at third and six. We don't score. We get a field goal. And I literally watched the touchdown in the end zone I was sitting at go away. So right. we'll never forget that. Talk about holding grudges. That will be my final memory of Alex Redmond. Good luck. Go to New England or wherever you wind up. But there's nothing quite like the right side of your line being the human penalty flags uh, uh, right next to the human traffic cone. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so was, we uh, had with yeah. Redmond and Hart. That's pretty much what it was over there. Well, they're both gone now. And uh, like I said, Pollock back. I'm very optimistic. I do believe that there's eight, nine, 10 wins is possible as long as we stay healthy and the coaching comes together. But I do, like I said, in Frank Pollock, I trust. I do believe that Mixon has a great year. And I've read articles where they're saying Mixon might never come off the field. He could be an every down back. Yep. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Because we used to, like, literally telegraph our play. We take Mixon out and bring Gio in. Hmm, you think we're going to pass the ball? Because yeah. Gio was also a better pass blocker. So, right. you know, so hopefully that'll be it. So, all right. Well, with that, we're going to wrap things up. Uh, remind everybody again why they uh, where they can find all your stuff, Sam. Absolutely. Twitter, buy and sell you at Talk Primetime or primetimesportstalk.com. There you go. So we will be back with another episode of Jungle Talk in a couple weeks as soon as there's some more news and, and we'll see how things play out. Um, and, and we'll go from there. Please subscribe if you don't subscribe. And with that, I'm going to say who day, everybody. Who day. Take care.